So we begin week 27 and day 183 and the second half of the Bible uh, with a psalm, Psalm 81, 1-16. Sing for joy to God our strength, shout in triumph to the God of Jacob, lift up a song, play the tambourine, the melodious lyre and the harp, blow the horn during the new moon and during the full moon on the day of our feast, for this is a statute for Israel, a judgment of the God of Jacob. He set it up as an ordinance for Joseph when he went throughout the land of Egypt. I heard an unfamiliar language. I relieved his shoulder from the burden. His hands were freed from carrying the basket. You called out in distress and I rescued you. I answered you from the thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Listen, my people, and I will admonish you. Israel, if you would only listen to me, there must not be a strange god among you. You must not bow down to a foreign god. For I am Yahweh your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to me. Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own plans. If only my people would listen to me, and Israel would follow my ways, I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would pretend submission to him. Their doom would last forever. But he would feed Israel with the best wheat. I would satisfy you with honey from the rock. Then we read Second Kings 18 verse 4. He removed the high places and shattered the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake that Moses made for the Israelites burned incense to it up to that time. He called it Nehushtan. And then Second Chronicles 31. When all this was completed, all Israel who had attended went out to the cities of Judah and broke up the sacred pillars, chopped down the Asherah poles and tore down the high places and altars throughout Judah and Benjamin, as well as in Ephraim and Manasseh, to the last one. Then all the Israelites returned to their cities, each to his own possession. Hezekiah re-established the divisions of the priests and Levites for the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, for ministry, for giving thanks and for praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord each division corresponding to his service among the priests and Levites. The king contributed from his own possessions for the regular morning and evening burnt offerings, the burnt offerings of the Sabbaths of the new moons and of the appointed feasts, as written in the law of the Lord. He told the people who lived in Jerusalem to give a contribution for the priests and Levites so that they could devote their energy to the law of the Lord. When the word spread, the Israelites gave liberally of their best of their grain, wine, oil, honey, and all of the produce of the field, and they brought an abundant tenth of everything. As for the Israelites and Judahites, who lived in the cities of Judah, they also brought a tenth of the cattle and sheep, and a tenth of the dedicated things that were consecrated to the Lord their God. They gathered them into large piles. In the third month they began building up the piles, and they finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and his officials came and viewed the piles, they praised the Lord and the people of Israel. Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the piles. Azariah, the chief priest of the household of Zadok, answered him, Since they began bringing the offering to the Lord's temple, we eat and are satisfied and there is plenty left over because the Lord has blessed his people. This abundance is what is left over. Hezekiah told them to prepare chambers in the Lord's temple, and they prepared them. The offering, the tenth, and the dedicated things were brought faithfully. Conaniah the Levite was the officer in charge of them, and his brother Shimei was second. 
Jahil Azaziah, Nahath, Ashael, Jeremoth, Juzabad, Eliel, Ishmachah, Mathath, and Benaiah were deputies under the authority of Conaniah and his brother Shemaiah by appointment of King Hezekiah and of Azariah the ruler of God's temple. Kohor son of Imna the Levite, the keeper of the east gate, was over the freewill offerings to God to distribute the contribution to the Lord and the consecrated things. Eden, Menaniah, Jeshua, Shemahiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah, in the cities of the priests were to faithfully distribute it under his authority to their brothers by divisions, whether large or small. In addition, they distributed it to males registered by genealogy three years old and above, to all who would enter the Lord's temple for their daily duty, for their service and the responsibilities according to their divisions. They distributed also to those recorded by genealogy of the priests, by their ancestral families and the Levites twenty years old and above, by their responsibilities and their divisions. To those registered by genealogy with all their infants, wives, sons and daughters, of the whole assembly, for they had faithfully consecrated themselves as holy, and to the descendants of Aaron the priests, in the common fields of their cities in each and every city, there were men who were registered by name to distribute a portion to every male among the priests and to every Levite according recorded by genealogy. Hezekiah did this throughout all Judah. He did what was good and upright and true before the Lord his God. He was diligent in every deed that he began in the service of God's temple, in the law and in the commandment, in order to seek his God, and he prospered. And then Micah chapter 3 verses 1 to 12. Then I said, Now listen, leaders of Jacob and the rulers of the house of Israel, aren't you supposed to know what is just? You hate good and love evil. You tear off the skin of people and strip their flesh from their bones. You eat the flesh of my people after you strip their skin from them and break their bones. You chop them up like flesh for the cooking pot, like meat in a cauldron. Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them at that time because of the crimes they have committed. This is what the Lord says concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who proclaim peace when they have no have food to sink their teeth into, but declare war against the one who puts nothing in their mouths. Therefore it will be night for you without visions. It will grow dark for you without divination. The sun will set on these prophets and the daylight will turn black over them. Then the seers will be ashamed and the diviners disappointed. They will all cover their mouths because there will be no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power by the Spirit of the Lord, with justice and courage to proclaim to Jacob his rebellion and to Israel his son. Listen to this, leaders of the house of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert everything that is right, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with injustice. Her leaders issue rulings for a bribe, her priests teach for payment and her prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord, saying, Isn't the Lord among us? No calamity will overtake us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be ploughed like a field. Jerusalem will become ruins, and the hill of the temple might will be a thicket. Then we read 2 Kings 17, 3-4. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, attacked him, and Hoshea became his vassal and paid him tribute money. But the king of Assyria discovered a conspiracy by Hoshea. He had sent envoys to So, king of Egypt, and had not paid tribute money to the king of Assyria, as in previous years. Therefore the king of Assyria arrested him and put him in a prison. 
And then we read Hosea 6, chapter 6, verse 11 to 7, verse 16. When I return my people from captivity, when I heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim and the crimes of Samaria will be exposed, for they practice fraud. A thief breaks in, a gang pillages outside, but they never consider that I remember all their evil. Now their sins are all around them, they are right in front of my face. They please the king with their evil, the princes with their lies. All of them commit adultery. They are like an oven heated by a baker who stops stirring the fire from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. On the day of our king the princes are sick with the heat of wine, for there is conspiracy with traitors. For they, their hearts like an oven, draw him into their oven. Their anger smoulders all night, in the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are as hot as an oven, and they consume their rulers. All their kings fall, not one of them calls on me. Ephraim has allowed himself to get mixed up with the nations. Ephraim is unturned bread, baked on a griddle. Foreigners consume his strength, but he does not notice. Even his hair is streaked with grey, but he does not notice. Israel's arrogance testifies against them, yet they do not turn to the Lord their God, and for all this they do not seek him. So Ephraim has become like a silly, senseless dove. They call to Egypt and they go to Assyria. As they are going, I will spread my net over them. I will bring them down like birds of the sky. I will discipline them in accordance with the news that reaches their assembly. Woe to them, for they fled from me. Destruction to them, for they rebelled against me. Though I want to redeem them, they speak lies against me. They do not cry to me from their hearts. Rather, they wail on their beds. They slash themselves for grain and wine. They turn away from me. I trained and strengthened their arms, but they plot evil against me. They turn but not to what is above. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of the cursing of their tongue. They will be ridiculed for this in the land of Egypt. And there we end, day 183. Day 184, and we begin today in Hosea chapter 8, verse 1. Put the horn to your mouth. One like an eagle comes against the house of the Lord, because they transgress my covenant and rebel against my law. Israel cries out to me, My God, we know you. Israel has rejected what is good, and the enemy will pursue him. They have installed kings, but not through me. They have appointed leaders, but without my approval. They make their silver and gold into idols for themselves, for their own destruction. Your calf idol is rejected, Samaria. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of innocence? For this thing is from Israel. A craftsman made it, and it is not God. The calf of Samaria will be smashed to bits. Indeed, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. There is no standing grain. What, sprout f- what sprouts fields to yield flour? Even if they did, foreigners would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the nations like discarded pottery, for they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey going off on its own. Ephraim has paid for love. Even though they hire lovers among the nations, I will now round them up, and they will begin to decrease in number under the burden of the king and leaders. When Ephraim multiplied his altars for sin, they became his altars for sinning. Though I were to write out for him ten thousand points of my law, they would be regarded as something alien. Though they offer sacrificial gifts and eat the flesh, the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their guilt and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces. Judah has also multiplied fortified cities. 
I will send fire on their cities, and it will consume their citadels. Israel, do not rejoice jubilantly as the nations do, for you have acted promiscuously, leaving your God. You have loved the wages of a prostitute on every grain threshing floor. Threshing floor and vine, wine vat will not sustain them, and the new wine will fail them. They will not stay in the land of the Lord. Instead, Ephraim will return to Egypt, and they will eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out their wine offerings to the Lord, and their sacrifices will not please him. Their food will not be like the bread of mourners, for all who eat of it will become defiled. For their bread will be for their appetites alone, it will not enter the house of the Lord. What will you do on a festival day, on the day of the Lord's feast? For even if they flee from devastation, Egypt will gather them and Memphis will bury them. Thistles will take possession of their precious silver, thorns will invade their tents. The days of punishment have come, the days of retribution have come. Let Israel recognise it. The prophet is a fool and the inspired man is insane because of the magnitude of your guilt and hostility. Ephraim's watchman is with my God. The prophet encounters a fowler's snare on all his ways. Hostility is in the house of the God. They have deeply corrupted themselves as in the days of Gibeah. He will remember their guilt. He will punish their sins. I discovered Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers like the first fruit of the fig tree in its first season. But they went to Baal Peor, consecrated themselves to shame, and became detestable like the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no gestation, no conception. Even if they raise children, I will bereave them of each one. Yes, woe to them when I depart from them. I have seen Ephraim like Tyre, planted in a meadow. So Ephraim will bring out his children to the executioner. Give them, Lord, what should you give? Give them a womb that miscarries and breasts that are dry. All their evil appears at Gilgal, for there I came to hate them. I will drive them from my house because of their evil wicked actions. I will no longer love them, all their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is blighted, their roots are withered, they cannot bear fruit. Even if they bear children, I will king the precious, kill the precious offspring of their wombs. My God will reject them because they have not listened to him. They will become wanderers among the nations. Israel is a lush vine. It shields fruit for itself. The more his fruit increased, the more he increased the altars. The better his land produced, the better they made the sacred pillars. Their hearts are devious. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and demolish their sacred pillars. In fact, they are now saying, We have no king, for we do not fear the Lord. What can a king do for us? They speak mere words, taking false oaths while making covenants. So lawsuits break out like like poisonous weeds in the furrows of a field. The residents of Samaria will have anxiety over the calf of Bethavan. Indeed, its idolatrous priests rejoiced over it. The people will mourn over it, over its glory. It will certainly depart from them. The calf itself will be taken to Assyria as an offering to the great king. Ephraim will experience shame. Israel will be ashamed of its counsel. Samaria's king will disappear like foam on the surface of the water. The high places of Avon, the sins of Israel, will be destroyed. Thorns and thistles will grow over their altars. They will say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. 
Israel, you have sinned since the days of Gibeah. They have taken their stand there. Will not war against the unjust overtake them in Gibeah? I will discipline them at my discretion. Nations will be gathered against them to put them in bondage for their two crimes. Ephraim is a well-trained young cow that loves to thresh, but I will place a yoke on her fine neck. I will harness Ephraim. Judah will plough. Jacob will do the final ploughing. Sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your untilled ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. You have ploughed wickedness and reaped injustice. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Because you have trusted in your own way and in your large number of soldiers, the roar of battle will rise against your people and all your fortifications will be demolished in a day of war, like Shalman's destruction of Beth Arbel. Mothers will be dashed to pieces along with their children, so it will be done to you, Bethel, because of your extreme evil. At dawn the king of Israel will be totally destroyed. When Israel was a child, I loved him, loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they called him, the more they departed from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them in my arms, but they never knew that I healed them. I led them with human cords, with ropes of kindness. To them I was like the one who eases the yoke from their jaws. I bent down to give them food. Israel will not return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria will be his king because they refuse to repent. A sword will whirl through his cities. It will destroy and devour the bars of his gates because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning from me. Though they call to him on high, he will not exalt them at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I surrender you, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? I have had a change of heart. My compassion is stirred. I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man, the Holy One among you. I will not come in rage. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will be roused like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. Then I will settle them in their homes. This is the Lord's declaration. Ephraim surrounds me with lies, the house of Israel with deceit. Judah still wanders with El and is faithful to holy ones. Ephraim chases the wind and pursues the east wind. He continually multiplies lies and violence. He makes a covenant with Assyria and olive oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord also has a dispute with Judah. He is about to punish Jacob according to his ways. He will repay him based on his actions. In the womb he grasped his brother's heel and as an adult he wrestled with God. Jacob struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favour. He found him at Bethel and there he spoke with him. Yahweh is the God of hosts, Yahweh is his name. But you must return to your God. Maintain love and justice and always put your hope in God. A merchant loves to extort with dishonest scales in his hands. But Ephraim says, How rich I have become, I made it all myself. In all my earnings no one can find any crime in me that I can be punished for. I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again as in the festival days. I spoke through the prophets and granted many visions. I gave parables through the prophets. 
since Gilead is full of evil, they will certainly come to nothing. They sacrifice bulls in Gilgal, even their altars will be like heaps of rocks on the furrows of a field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram. Israel worked to earn a wife. He tended flocks for a wife. The Lord brought Israel from Egypt by a prophet, and Israel was tended by a prophet. Ephraim has provoked bitter anger, so his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him and repay him for his contempt. When Ephraim spoke there was trembling, but he was exalted in Israel. He incurred guilt through Baal and died. Now they continue to sin and make themselves a cast image, idols skillfully made from their silver, all of them the work of craftsmen. People say about them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore they will be like the morning mist, like the early dew that vanishes, like chaff blown from a threshing floor or like smoke from a window. I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. You know no God but me and no saviour exists besides me. I knew you in the wilderness in the land of drought. When they had pasture they became satisfied. They were satisfied and their hearts became proud. Therefore they forgot me. So I will be like a lion to them. I will lurk like a leopard on the path. I will attack them like a bear robbed of her cubs and tear open the ribcage over their hearts. I will devour them there like a lioness, like a wild beast that would rip them open. And there we end, day 184. Day 185, continuing through Hosea chapter 13, verse 9. I will destroy you, Israel. You have no help but me. Where now is your king that he may save you in all your cities and the rulers you demanded, saying, Give me a king and leaders. I give you a king in my anger and take away a king in my wrath. Ephraim's guilt is preserved. His sin is stored up. Labor pains come on him. He is not a wise son. When the time comes, he will not be born. I will ransom them from the power of Sheol. I will redeem them from death. Death, where are your barbs? Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion is hidden from my eyes, although he flourishes among his brothers. An east wind will come up, a wind from the Lord rising up from the desert. His water source will fail and his spring will run dry. The wind will plunder the treasury of every precious item. Samaria will bear her guilt because she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword, their little ones will be dashed to pieces and their pregnant woman ripped open. Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled in your sin. Take words of repentance with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sin and accept what is good so that we may repay you with praise from our lips. Assyria will not save us, we will not ride on horses and we will no longer proclaim our gods. To the work of our hands, for the fatherless receives compassion in you. I will heal their apostasy, I will freely love them, for my anger will have turned from him. I will be like the dew to Israel, he will blossom like the lily and take root like the cedars of Lebanon. His new branches will spread and his splendour will be like the olive tree, his fragrance like the forest of Lebanon. The people will return and live beneath his shade, they will grow green and blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, why should I have anything more to do with idols? It is I who answer and watch over him. I am like a flourishing pine tree, your fruit comes from me. Let whoever is wise understand these things, and whoever is insightful recognize them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. Then we read 2 Kings 17, 
verses 5 to 6. Then the king of Assyria invaded the whole land, marched up to Samaria, and besieged it for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. He deported the Israelites to Assyria and settled them in Halal and by the Habor Guzan's river and in the cities of the Medes. And Second Kings 18 verse 9 to 11. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Israel's king Hoshea son of Elah, Shalmaneser king of Assyria marched against Samaria and besieged it. The Assyrians captured it at the end of three years. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Israel's king Hoshea, Samaria was captured. The king of Assyria deported the Israelites to Assyria and put them in Halal and by the Habor Guzan's river and in the city of the Medes. And Second Kings 17, 7-23 This disaster happened because the people of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt from the power of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and because they had worshipped other gods. They had lived according to the customs of these nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites, and the customs the kings of Israel had introduced. The Israelites secretly did what was not right against the Lord their God. They built high places in all their towns from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves sacred pillars and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every green tree. They burned incense on all the high places just like those nations that the Lord had driven out before them. They did evil things provoking the Lord. They served idols although the Lord had told them, you must not do this. Still the Lord warned Israel and Judah through every prophet and every seer saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and statutes according to all the law I commanded your ancestors and sent to you through my servant the prophets. But they would not listen. Indeed they became obstinate like their ancestors who did not believe the Lord their God. They rejected his statutes and his covenant he had made with their ancestors and the warnings he had given them. They pursued worthless idols and became worthless themselves following the surrounding nations the Lord had commanded them not to imitate. They abandoned all the commandments of the Lord their God. They made for themselves moulded images, even two calves and an Asherah pole. They worshipped the whole heavenly host and served Baal. They made their sons and daughters pass through the fire and practice divination and interpreted omens. They devoted themselves to do what was evil in the Lord's sight and provoked him. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained. Even Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord their God, but lived according to the customs Israel had introduced. So the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, afflicted them and handed them over to plunderers until he had banished them from his presence. When the Lord tore Israel from the house of David, Israel made Jeroboam son of Nebat king. Then Jeroboam led Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit great sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins that Jeroboam committed and did not turn away from them. Finally, the Lord removed Israel from his presence, just as he had declared through all his servants the prophets. So Israel has been exiled to Assyria from their homeland until today. And then 2 Kings 18 verse 12. Because they did not listen to the voice of the Lord their God, but violated his covenant, all he had commanded Moses the servant of the Lord, they did not listen and they did not obey. Then we read Psalm 80, verse 1-19. Listen, shepherd of Israel, who guides Joseph like a flock. You who sit enthroned in the cherubim, rise up at the head of Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh. 
Rally your power and come to save us. Restore us, God. Look on us with favour and we will be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You fed them the bread of tears and gave them a full measure of tears to drink. You set us at strife with our neighbours. Our enemies make fun of us. Restore us, God of hosts. Look on us with favour and we will be saved. You uprooted a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared a place for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by its shade and the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out sprouts sprouts towards the sea and shoots toward the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its fruit? The boar from the forest gnaws at it and creatures of the field feed on it. Return, God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine, the root your right hand has planted, the shoot that you made strong for yourself. It was cut down and burned up. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be with the man at your right hand, with the son of man you have made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord God of hosts. Look on us with favour and we will be saved. And then we read Isaiah 21, 1-10 to finish today. An oracle against the desert by the sea. Like storms that pass over the Negev, it comes from the desert, from the land of terror. A troubling vision is declared to me. The treacherous one acts treacherously and the destroyer destroys. Advance, Elam, lay siege, you Medes. I will put an end to all her groaning. Therefore I am filled with anguish. Pain grips me like the pain of a woman in labour. I am too perplexed to hear, too dismayed to see. My heart staggers, horror terrifies me. He has turned my last glimmer of hope into sheer terror. Prepare a table and spread out a carpet, eat and drink. Rise up, you princes, and oil the shields, for the Lord has said to me, Go, postal lookout, let him report what he sees. When he sees riders, pairs of horsemen, riders on donkeys, riders on camels, pay, pay close attention. Then the lookout reported, Lord, I stand on the watchtower all day, and I stay at my post all night. Look, riders come, horsemen in pairs. And he answered, saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the idols of her gods have been shattered in the ground. My downtrodden and threshed people, I have declared to you what I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. And there we end, day 185. Day 186 as we continue through Isaiah now, uh, having finished Hosea, and we move into Isaiah, finishing the oracle and the vision of Babylon's fall in Isaiah 21 verses 11 to 17. An oracle against Duma. One calls to me from Seir, Watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? The watchman said, Morning has come and also night. If you want to ask, ask, come back again. An oracle against Arabia. You will camp for the night in the scrublands of the deserts, you caravan of dead nights. Bring water for the thirsty. The inhabitants of the land of Tima meet the refugees with food, for they have fled from swords, from the drawn sword and from the bent bow, from the stress of battle. For the Lord has said this to me, Within one year, as a hired worker counts years, all the glory of Kedar will be gone. The remaining Kedarite archers will be few in number, For the Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. And then we go into Isaiah 14, verse 28, and begin to read through. In the year that King Ahaz died, this oracle came. Don't rejoice, all of you in Philistia. 
because the rod of the one who struck you is broken, for a viper will come out of the root of a snake, and from its egg comes a flying serpent. Then the firstborn of the poor will be fed, and the impoverished will lie down in safety, but I will kill your root with hunger, and your remnant will be slain. Wail, you gates, cry out, city, tremble with fear, all Philistia. For a cloud of dust is coming from the north, and there is no one missing from the invaders' ranks. What answer will be given to the messengers from that nation? The Lord has founded Zion, and has afflicted his people. His afflicted people find refuge in her. An oracle against Moab. Ar in Moab is devastated, destroyed in a night. Kir in Moab is devastated, destroyed in a night. Debon went up to its temple to weep at its high places. Moab wails on Nebo and at Medaba. Every head is shaved, every beard is cut off. In its streets they wear sackcloth, on its rooftops and in its public squares everyone wails, falling down and weeping. Heshbon and Elilah cry out, their voices are heard as far away as Jahaz. Therefore the soldiers of Moab cry out and they tremble. My heart cries out over Moab, whose fugitives flee as far as Zoar, to Elath Shililah. They go up the slope of Luhith, weeping. They raise a cry of destruction on the road to Horanam. The waters of Nirim are desolate. The grass is withered, the foliage is gone, and the vegetation has vanished. So they carry their wealth and belongings over the wadi of the willows, for their cry echoes throughout the territory of Moab. Their wailing reaches El Glam. Their wailing reaches Berilim. The waters of Debon are full of blood, but I will bring on Debon even more than this. A lion for those who escape from Moab and for the survivors in the land. Send lambs, lambs to the ruler of the land, from Selah in the desert to the mountain of daughter Zion. Like a bird fleeing, forced from the nest, the daughters of Moab will be at the fords of the Arnon. Give us counsel and make a decision. Shelter us at noonday with shade that is dark as night. Hide the refugee. Do not betray the one who flees. Let my refugees stay with you. Be a refuge for Moab from the aggressor. When the oppressor has gone, destruction has ended and marauders have vanished from the land. Then in the tent of David a throne will be established by faithful love. A judge who seeks what is right and is quick to execute justice will sit on the throne forever. We have heard of Moab's pride, how very proud he is, his haughtiness, his pride, his arrogance and his empty boasting. Therefore let Moab wail. Let every one of them wail for Moab. Mourn you are devastated, for the raisin kicks of Kir Harasheth, for Heshbon's terraced vineyards and the grapevines of Sabba have withered. The rulers of the nations have trampled its choice vines that reached as far as Jazir and spread to the desert. Their shoots spread out and reached the Dead Sea, so I joined with Jazir to weep for the vines of Sibma. I drench Hezbon and Elilah with my tears. Triumphant shouts have fallen silent over your summer fruit and your harvest. Joy and rejoicing have been removed from the orchard. No one is singing or shouting for joy in the vineyards. No one tramples grapes in the wine presses. I have put an end to the shouting. Therefore I moan like the sound of a lyre for Moab, as does my innermost being for Kerherez. When Moab appears in the high place, when he tires himself out and comes to his sanctuary to pray, it will do him no good. This is a message that the Lord previously announced about Moab, and now the Lord says, In three years, as a hard worker counts years, Moab's splendour will become an object of contempt, in spite of a very large population, and those who are left will be few and weak. And we dip into 2 Kings 18 verses 7 to 8. 
about Hezekiah. The Lord was with him, says Hezekiah, and wherever he went, he prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its borders from Watchtower to Fortified City. And First Chronicles 4, 39-43 They went to the entrance of Gedor to the east side of the valley to seek pasture for their flocks. They found rich, good pasture, and the land was broad, peaceful, and quiet, for some Hamites had lived there previously. Those who were recorded by name came in the days of King Hezekiah of Judah, attacked the Hamites' tents and the Menuhim who were found there, and set them apart for destruction as they are today. Then they settled in their place because there was pasture for their flocks. Now five hundred men from these sons of Simeon went with Pelathai, Nerahai, Rephiah, and Uziel the sons of Ishi, as their leaders to Mount Seir. They struck down the remnant of the Amalekites who had escaped and still live there today. And then we go back into Isaiah 18. Ah, the land of buzzing insect wings beyond the rivers of Cush, sends envoys by sea and reed vessels on the waters. Go, swift messengers, to a nation tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared near and far, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers. All you inhabitants of the world and all you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, look, when a trumpet sounds, listen. For the Lord said to me, I will quickly look out from my place, like shimmering heat and sunshine, like a rain cloud in harvest heat. For before the harvest, when the blossoming is over and the blossom becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with a pruning knife and tear away and remove the branches. They will all be left for the birds of the prey on the hills and for the wild animals of the land. The birds will spend the summer on them and all the animals the winter on them. At that time a gift will be brought to the Lord of hosts from a people tall and smooth-skinned, a people feared near and far, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord of hosts. An oracle against Egypt. Look, the Lord rides in a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. Egypt's idols will tremble before him and Egypt's heart will melt within it. I will provoke Egypt against Egypt. Each will fight against his brother and each against his friend, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. Egypt's spirit will be disturbed within it and I will frustrate its plans. Then they will seek idols, ghosts, spirits of the dead and spiritists. I will deliver Egypt into the hands of harsh masters and a strong king will rule it. This is the declaration of the Lord God of hosts. The waters of the sea will dry up and the river will be parched and dry. The channels will stink, they will dwindle and Egypt's canals will be parched. Reed and rush will die, the reeds by the Nile, by the mouth of the river and all the cultivated areas of the Nile will wither, blow away and vanish. Then the fishermen will mourn, all those who cast hooks into the Nile will lament, and those who spread nets on the waters will shrivel up. Those who work with flax will be dismayed, the combers and weavers will turn pale. Egypt's weavers will be dejected, all her wage earners will be demoralised. The princes of Zoan are complete fools, Pharaoh's wisest advisers are stupid advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise, a student of eastern kings? Where then are your wise men? Let them tell you and reveal what the Lord of hosts has planned against Egypt. The princes of Zoan have been fools, the princes of Memphis are deceived. Her tribal chieftains have led Egypt astray. The Lord has mixed within her a spirit of confusion. The leaders have made Egypt stagger in all she does, as a drunkard staggers in his vomit. 
No head or tail, palm or reed, will be able to do anything for Egypt. On that day, Egypt will be like woman. She will tremble with fear because of the threatening hand of the Lord of hosts when he raises it against her. The land of Judah will terrify Egypt. Whenever Judah is mentioned, Egypt will tremble because of what the Lord of hosts has planned against it. On that day, five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear loyalty to the Lord of hosts. One of the cities will be called the City of the Sun. On that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the centre of the land of Egypt and a pillar to the Lord near her border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a saviour and leader and he will rescue them. The Lord will make himself known to Egypt and Egypt will know the Lord on that day. They will offer sacrifices and offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and fulfil them. The Lord will strike Egypt, striking and healing. Then they will return to the Lord and he will hear their prayers and heal them. On that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. Assyria will go to Egypt, Egypt to Assyria and Egypt will worship with Assyria. On that day, Israel will form a triple alliance with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing within the land. The Lord of hosts will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. And there we end, day 186. Day 187, and we begin today in Isaiah chapter 20. Verse 1, uh, and there's a little bit of skipping about in Isaiah, but we begin at chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. In the year that the commander-in-chief sent by Sargon, king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it, during that time the Lord had spoken through Isaiah son of Amos, saying, Go, take off your sackcloth and remove the sandals from your feet. And he did so, going naked and barefoot. The Lord said, as my servant Isaiah has gone naked and barefoot three years as a, as a sign and omen against Egypt and Cush, so the king of Assyria will lead the captives of Egypt and the exiles of Cush, young and old alike, naked and barefoot, with bared buttocks to Egypt's shame. Those who made Cush their hope in Egypt their boast will be dismayed and ashamed, and the inhabitants of this coastland will say on that day, Look, this is what happened to those we relied on, and fled to for help to rescue us from the king of Assyria. Now how will we escape? And then we read Isaiah 23, 1-18. An oracle against Tyre. Wheel ships of Tarshish, for your haven has been destroyed. Word has reached them from the land of Cyprus. Mourn inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon. Your agents have crossed the sea on many waters. Tyre's revenue was the grain from Shehor, the harvest of the Nile. She was the merchant among the nations. Be ashamed, Sidon, the stronghold of the sea, for the sea has spoken. I have not been in labour or given birth. I have not raised young men or brought up young women. When the news reaches Egypt, they will be in anguish over the news about Tyre. Cross over to Tarshish, whale inhabitants of the coastland. Is this your jubilant city, whose origin was in ancient times, whose feet have taken away her away to settle far away? Who planned this against Tyre, the bestower of crowns, whose traders are princes, whose merchants are the honoured ones of the earth? The Lord of hosts planned it, to desecrate all its glorious beauty, to disgrace all the honoured ones of the earth. Overflow your land like the Nile, daughter of Tarshish. There is no longer anything to restrain you. He stretched out his hand over the sea. He made kingdoms tremble. 
The Lord has commanded that the Canaanite fortresses be destroyed. He said, You will not rejoice any more, ravished young woman, daughter of Sidon. Get up and cross over to Cyprus. Even there you will have no rest. Look at the land of the Chaldeans, a people who no longer exist. Assyria destined it for wild beasts. They set up their siege towers and stripped its palaces. They made it a ruin. Wheel ships of Tarshish because your fortress is destroyed. On that day Tyre will be forgotten for 70 years, the lifespan of one king. At the end of 70 years what the song says about the prostitute will happen to Tyre. Pick up your harp, stroll through the city, prostitute forgotten by men. Play skillfully, sing many a song and you will be thought of again. At the end of the 70 years the Lord will restore Tyre and she will go back into business, prostituting herself with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth. But her profits and wages will be dedicated to the Lord. They will not be stored or saved, for her profit will go to those who live in the Lord's presence, to provide them with ample food and sacred clothing. And then we go back into Isaiah chapter 10, beginning at verse 5. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger, the staff in their hands is my wrath. I will send him against a godless nation. I will command him to go against a people destined for my rage, to take spoils, to plunder, and to trample them down like clay in the streets. But this is not what he intends, this is not what he plans. It is his intent to destroy and to cut off many nations, for he says, Aren't all my commanders kings? Isn't Kalno like Kapershish? Isn't Hamath like Arpad? Isn't Samaria like Damascus? As my hand seized the idolatrous kingdoms whose idols exceeded those of Jerusalem and Samaria, and as I did to Samaria and its idols, will I not also do to Jerusalem and its idols? But when the Lord finishes all his work against Mount Zion and Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the king of Assyria for his arrogant acts and the proud look in his eyes. For he said, I have done this by my own strength and wisdom, for I am clever. I abolished the borders of nations and plundered their treasures. Like a mighty warrior, I subjugated the inhabitants. My hand is reached out as if into a nest to seize the wealth of the nations. Like one gathering abandoned eggs, I gathered the whole earth. No wing fluttered, no beak opened or chirped. Does an axe exalt itself above the one who chops with it? Does a saw magnify itself above the one who saws with it? As if a staff could wave those who lift it. As if a rod could lift what isn't wood. Therefore the Lord God of hosts will inflict an emaciating disease on the well-fed of Assyria, and he will kindle a burning fire under its glory. Israel's light will become a fire and its holy one a flame. In one day it will burn up Assyria's thorns and thistles. He will completely destroy the glory of its forests and orchard, as a sickness consumes a person. The remaining trees of its forests will be so few in number that a child could count them. On that day the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no longer depend on the one who struck them, but they will faithfully depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. The remnant will return the remnant of Jacob to the mighty God. Israel, even if your people were as numerous as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will remain. Destruction has been decreed, justice overflows. For throughout the land the Lord God of hosts is carrying out a destruction that was decreed. Therefore the Lord God of hosts says this, My people who dwell in Zion, do not fear Assyria, though he strikes you with a rod and raises his staff over you as the Egyptians did. In just a little while my wrath will be spent and my anger will turn to their destruction. 
And the Lord of hosts will brandish a whip against him as he did when he struck Midian in the rock of Horeb. And he will raise his staff over the sea as he did in Egypt. On that day his burden will fall from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because of his fatness. Assyria has come to Aeth and has gone through Mirgon, storing his equipment at Michmash. They crossed over at the ford, saying, We will spend the night at Gebah. The people of Ramah are trembling. Those at Gibeah of Saul have fled. Cry aloud, daughter of Galim. Listen, Lashish. Anathoth is miserable. Madmanah has fled. The inhabitants of Gubim have sought refuge. Today he will stand at Nob, shaking his fist at the mountain of daughter Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Look, the Lord God of hosts will chop off the branches with terrifying power, and the tall trees will be cut down, the high trees felled. He is clearing the thickets of the forest with an axe, and Lebanon with its majesty will fall. Then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. He will not execute justice by what he hears with his ears. But he will judge the poor righteously and execute justice for the oppressed of the land. He will strike the land with discipline from his mouth, and he will kill the wicked with a command from his lips. Righteousness and faithfulness will be a belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion and the fatling will be together and the child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze, their young ones will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like an ox. And an infant will play beside the cobra's pit and a toddler will put his hand into a snake's den. No one will harm or destroy on my entire holy mountain for the land will be as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the sea is filled with water. On that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples the nations will seek him and his resting place will be glorious. On that day the Lord will extend his hand a second time to recover from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shirnar, Hamath and the coasts and islands of the west, the remnant of his people who survive. He will lift up a banner for the nations and gather the dispersed of Israel. He will collect the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Ephraim's envy will cease, Judah's harassment will end. Ephraim will no longer be envious of Judah, and Judah will not harass Ephraim, but they will swoop down on the Philistine flank to the west. Together they will plunder the people of the east. They will extend their power over Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites will be their subjects. The Lord will divide the gulf of Suez. He will wave his hand over the Euphrates with his mighty wind and will split it into seven streams, letting people walk through on foot. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people, who will survive from Assyria as there was for Israel when they came up from the land of Egypt. On that day you will say, I will praise you, Lord, although you were angry with me. Your anger has turned away and you have had compassion on me. Indeed, God is my salvation. I will trust in him and not be afraid, because Yah the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. You will joyfully draw water from the springs of salvation, and on that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, proclaim his name, celebrate his deeds among the peoples, declare that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry out and sing, citizen of Zion, for the Holy One of Israel is among you in his greatness. 
And there we end, day 187. Day 188, as we continue through Isaiah, beginning today at Isaiah 13, verse 1. An oracle against Babylon that Isaiah son of Amoz saw. Lift up a banner on a barren mountain, call out to them. Wave your hand and they will go through the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my chosen ones. I have also called my warriors who exalted my triumph to execute my wrath. Listen, that tumult on the mountains like that of a mighty people. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations being gathered together. The Lord of hosts is mobilising an army for war. They are coming from a far land, from the distant horizon. The Lord and his weapons of his wrath to destroy the whole country. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Therefore everyone's hands will become weak and every man's heart will melt. They will be horrified. Pain and agony will seize them. They will be in anguish like a woman in labour. They will look at each other, their faces flushed with fear. Look, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with rage and burning anger, to make the earth a desolation and to destroy the sinners on it. Indeed, the stars of the sky and its constellations will not give their light. The sun will be dark when it rises and the moon will not shine. I will bring disaster on the world and their own iniquity on the wicked. I will put an end to the pride of the arrogant and to humiliate the insolence of tyrants. I will make man scarcer than gold and mankind more rare than the gold of Ophir. Therefore I will make the heavens tremble and the earths will shake from its foundations at the wrath of the Lord of hosts on the day of his burning anger. Like wandering gazelles and like sheep without a shepherd, each one will turn to his own people, each one will flee to his own land. Whoever is found will be stabbed and whoever is caught will die by the sword. Their children will be smashed to death before their eyes, their houses will be looted and their wives raped. For the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and will choose Israel again. He will settle them on their own land. The foreigner will join them and be united with the house of Jacob. The nations will escort Israel and bring it to its homeland. Then the house of Israel will possess them as male and female slaves in the Lord's land. They will make captives of their captors and will rule over their oppressors. When the Lord gives you rest from your pain, torment and the hard labour you were forced to do, you will sing this song of contempt about the king of Babylon and say, How the oppressor has quieted down and how the raging has become silent. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked, the scepter of the rulers. It struck the peoples in anger with unceasing blows. It subdued the nations in rage with relentless persecution. All the earth is calm and at rest. People shout with a ringing cry. Even the cypresses and the cedars of Lebanon rejoice over you. Since you have been laid low, no woodcutter has come against us. Sheol below is eager to greet your coming. He stirs up the spirits of the departed for you, all the rulers of the earth. He makes all the kings of the nations rise from their thrones. They all respond to you, saying, You too have become as weak as we were. You have become like us. Your splendour has been brought down to Sheol along with the music of your harps. Maggots are spread out under you and worms cover you. And then we skip from verse 12 to verse 18. All the kings of the nations lie in splendour, each in his own tomb. But you are thrown out without a grave, like a worthless branch, covered by those slain with the sword and dumped into a rocky pit like a trampled corpse. You will not join them in burial because you destroyed your land and slaughtered your own people. The offspring of evildoers will never be remembered. Prepare a place of slaughter for his sons because of the iniquity of their fathers. 
They never rise up to possess a land or fill the surface of the earth with cities. I will rise up against them the declaration of the Lord of hosts, and I will cut off from Babylon her reputation, remnant, offspring and posterity. I will make her a swampland and a region for wild animals, and I will sweep her away with a broom of destruction. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts has sworn, As I have planned, so it will be. As I have purposed it, so it will happen. I will break Assyria in my land. I will tread him down on my mountain. Then his yoke will be taken from them, and his burden will be removed from their shoulders. This is the plan prepared for the whole earth, and this is the hand stretched out against all the nations. The Lord of hosts himself has planned it, therefore who can stand in its way? It is his hand that is outstretched, so who can turn it back? And then we go into Isaiah chapter 24. Look, the Lord is stripping the earth bare and making it desolate. He will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. People and priest alike, servant and master, female servant and mistress, buyer and seller, lender and borrower, creditor and debtor. The earth will be stripped completely bare and will be totally plundered, for the Lord has spoken this message. The earth mourns and withers, the world wastes away and withers. The exalted people of the earth waste away. The earth is polluted by its inhabitants, for they have transgressed teachings, overstepped decrees and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse has consumed the earth, and its inhabitants have become guilty. The earth's inhabitants have been burned, and only a few survive. The new wine mourns and vine withers. All the carousers now groan. The joyful tambourines have ceased. The noise of the jubilant has stopped. The joyful lyre has ceased. They no longer sing and drink wine. Beer is bitter to those who drink it. The city of chaos is shattered. Every house is closed to entry. In the streets they cry for wine. All earth, all joy grows dark. Earth's rejoicing goes into exile. Only desolation remains in the city. Its gates have collapsed in ruins. For this is how it will be on earth among the nations. Like a harvested olive tree, like a gleaning after a grape harvest. They raise their voices, they sing out, they proclaim in the west the majesty of the Lord. Therefore in the east honour the Lord. In the islands of the west honour the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. From the ends of the earth we hear songs, the splendour of the righteous one. But I said, I waste away, I waste away, woe is me. The treacherous act treacherously, the treacherous deal very treacherously. Terror, pit and snare await you who dwell on the earth. Whoever flees at the sound of terror will fall into a pit, and whoever escapes from the pit will be caught in a snare. For the windows are opened from above, and the foundations of the earth are shaken. The earth is completely devastated, the earth is split open, the earth is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunkard and sways like a hut. Earth's rebellion weighs it down and it falls, never to rise again. On that day the Lord will punish the host of heaven above and the kings of the earth below. They will be gathered together like prisoners in a pit. They will be confined to a dungeon. After many days they will be punished. The moon will be put to shame and the sun disgraced, because the Lord of hosts will reign as king in Mount Zion and Jerusalem, and he will display his glory in the presence of his elders. Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for you have accomplished wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. For you have turned a city into a pile of rubble, a fortified city into a ruin. The fortress of barbarians is no longer a city, it will never be rebuilt. 
Therefore a strong people will honour you, a city of violent people will fear you. For you have been a stronghold for the poor, a stronghold for the humble person in his distress, a refuge from the rain, a shade from the heat. When the breath of the violent is like rain against a wall, like heat in a dry land, you subdue the uproar of barbarians. As the shade of a cloud cools the day of the heat, the heat of the day, so he stills the song of the violent. The Lord of hosts will prepare a feast for all the peoples in this mountain, a feast of aged wine, choice meat, finely aged wine. On this mountain he will destroy the burial shroud, the shroud over all the peoples, the sheet covering all the nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face and remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Look, this is our God, we have waited for him and he has saved us. This is the Lord, we have waited for him, let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. For the Lord's power will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled in his place as straw is trampled in a dung pile. He will spread out his arms in the middle of it, as a swimmer spreads out his arms to swim. His pride will be brought low along with the trickery of his hands. The high-walled fortress will be brought down, thrown to the ground to the dust. On that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city, salvation is established as walls and ramparts. Open the gates so a righteous nation can come in, one that remains faithful. You will keep in perfect peace the mind that is dependent on you, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in Yah the Lord is an everlasting rock. For he has humbled those who live in lofty places, an inaccessible city. He brings it down, he brings it down to the ground, he throws it to the dust. Feet trample at the feet of the humble and steps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. You clear a straight path for the righteous. Yes, Lord, we wait for you in the path of your judgments. Our desire is for your name and renown. I long for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me diligently seeks you. For when your judgments are in the land, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. But if the wicked is shown favour, he does not learn righteousness. In a righteous land he acts unjustly and does not see the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted up to take action, but they do not see it. They will see your zeal for your people and they will be put to shame. The fire for your adversaries will consume them. And there we end, day 188. And finally for this week, day 189, as we continue through Isaiah 26, beginning at verse 12. Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all our work for us. Lord our God, other lords than you have ruled over us, but we remember your name alone. The dead do not live, departed spirits do not rise up. Indeed, you have visited and destroyed them. You have wiped out all the memory of them. You have added to the nation, Lord. You have added to the nation. You are honoured. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Lord, they went to you in their distress. They poured out whispered prayers because your discipline fell on them. As a pregnant woman about to give birth writhes and cries out in her pains, so we were before you, Lord. We became pregnant. We writhed in pain. We gave birth to the wind. We have won no victories on earth, and the earth's inhabitants have not fallen. Your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in the dust. For you will be covered with the morning dew, and the earth will bring forth the departed spirits. Go, my people, enter your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until the wrath has passed. 
For look, the Lord is coming from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will reveal the blood shed on it and will no longer conceal her slain. On that day, the Lord, with his harsh, great and strong sword, will bring judgment on Leviathan, the fleeing serpent Leviathan, the twisting serpent. He will slay the monster that is in the sea. On that day, sing about a desirable vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it regularly. I guard it night and day so that no one disturbs it. I am not angry, but if it produces thorns and briars for me, I will fight against it, trample it, and burn it to the ground. Or let it take hold of my strength, let it make peace with me, make peace with me. In days to come Jacob will take root, Israel will blossom and bloom and fill the whole world with fruit. Did the Lord strike Israel as he struck the one who struck Israel? Was he killed like those killed by him? You disputed with her by banishing and driving her away. He removed her with his severe storm in the day of the east wind. Therefore Jacob's iniquity will be purged in this way, and the result of the removal of his sin will be this. When he makes all the altar stones like crushed bits of chalk, no Asherah poles or incense altars will remain standing. For the fortified city will be deserted, pastures abandoned and forsaken like a wilderness. Calves will graze there and there will be spread out and strip its branches. When its branches dry out, they will be broken off. Women will come and make fires with them, for they are not a people with understanding. Therefore their maker will not have compassion on them and their creator will not be gracious to them. On that day the Lord will thresh grain from the Euphrates River as far as the Wadi of Egypt and you Israelites will be gathered one by one. On that day a great trumpet will be blown and those lost in the land of Assyria will come as well as those dispersed in the land of Egypt and they will worship the Lord at Jerusalem on the holy mountain. An oracle against the valley of vision. And this is back in Isaiah 22 verse 1 to 14. An oracle against the valley of vision. What's the matter with you? Why have all of you gone up to the rooftops? The noisy city, the jubilant town is filled with revelry. Your dead did not die by the sword, they were not killed in battle. All your rulers have fled together, captured without a bow. All your fugitives were captured together, they had fled far away. Therefore I said, look away from me, let me weep bitterly. Do not try to comfort me about the destruction of my dear people. For the Lord God of hosts had a day of tumult, trampling and bewilderment in the valley of vision. People shouting and crying to the mountains. Elam took a quiver with chariots and horsemen, and Kur uncovered the shield. Your best valleys were full of chariots, and horsemen were positioned at the gates. He removed the defences of Judah. On that day you looked to the weapons in the house of the forest. You saw that there were many breaches in the walls of the city of David. You collected water from the lower pool. You counted the houses of Jerusalem so that you could tear them down to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the walls for the waters of the ancient pool, but you did not look to the one who made it, or consider the one who created it long ago. On that day the Lord of God of hosts called for weeping, for wailing, for shaven heads, and for the wearing of sackcloth. But look, joy and gladness, butchering of cattle, slaughtering of sheep, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. The Lord of hosts has revealed this in my hearing. This sin of yours will never be wiped out. The Lord God of hosts has spoken. And then we read from Isaiah 34 into chapter 35. You nations come here and listen. You peoples pay attention. Let the earth hear and all that fills it. 
the world and all that comes from it. The Lord is angry with all the nations, furious with all their armies. He will set them apart for destruction, giving them over to slaughter. Their slain will be thrown out and the stench of their corpses will rise. The mountains flow with their blood, all the heavenly bodies will dissolve. The skies will roll up like a scroll and their stars will all wither, as leaves wither on the vine and foliage on the fig tree. When my sword has drunk its fill in the heavens, it will then come down on Edom and on the people I have set apart for destruction. The Lord's sword is covered with blood. It drips with fat with the blood of lambs and goats with the fat of the kidneys of the rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Bozra, a great slaughter in the land of Edom. The wild oxen will be struck down with them and young bulls with the mighty bulls. Their land will be soaked with blood and their soil will be saturated with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a time of paying back Edom for its hostility against Zion. Edom's streams will be turned into pitch, her soil into sulphur, her land will become burning pitch. It will never go out day or night, its smoke will go up forever. It will be desolate from generation to generation, no one will pass through it forever and ever. The desert oil and the hedgehog will possess it and the great oil and the raven will dwell there. The Lord will stretch out a measuring line and a plumb line over her for her destruction and chaos. No nobles will be left to proclaim a king, and all her princes will come to nothing. Her palaces will be overgrown with thorns, her fortified cities with thistles and briars. She will become a dwelling for jackals, an abode for ostriches. The wild beasts will meet hyenas, and one wild goat will call to another. Indeed, the screech owl will stay there and will find a resting place for herself. The sand partridge will make her nest there. She will lay and hatch her eggs and will gather her brood under her shadow. Indeed, the birds of prey will gather there, each with its mate. Search and read the scroll of the Lord. Not one of them will be missing. None will be lacking its mate, because he has ordered it by my mouth, and he will gather them by his spirit. He has ordained a lot for them. His hand allotted their portion with a measuring line. They will possess it forever. They will dwell in it from generation to generation. The wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert will rejoice and bloom like a blossom like a rose. It will blossom abundantly and will also rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the weak hands, steady the shaking knees. Say to the faint-hearted, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God, vengeance is coming. God's retribution is coming, he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. For water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. In the hunt of jackals in their lairs there will be grass, reeds and papyrus. A road will be there and a way. It will be called the holy way. The unclean will not travel on it. On it but it will be for him who walks the path. Even the fool will not go astray. There will be no lion there and no vicious beast will go up on it. They will not be found there. But the redeemed will walk on it and the ransomed of the Lord will return and come to Zion with singing crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. And then to finish today and week 27 we read Second Kings chapter 20 verses 1-11. to and then also Second Chronicles. In those in these in those days, Hezekiah became terminally ill. 
The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Put your affairs in order, for you are about to die. You will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Isaiah had not yet gone out of the inner courtyard when the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, This is what the Lord God of your ancestor David says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you. On the third day from now you will go up to the Lord's temple. I will add fifteen years to your life. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Bring a lump of pressed figs. So they brought it and applied it to his infected skin, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I will go up to the Lord's temple on the third day? Isaiah said, This is the sign to you from the Lord, that he will do what he has promised. Should the shadow go ahead ten steps, or back ten steps? Then Hezekiah answered, It's easy for the shadow to lengthen ten steps. No, let the shadow go back ten steps. So Isaiah the prophet called out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow back the ten steps it had descended on Ahaz's stairway. And I finish Second Chronicles thirty-two, twenty-four to twenty-six. In those days, Hezekiah became sick to the point of death. So he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a miraculous sign. However, because his heart was proud, Hezekiah didn't respond according to the benefit that had come to him. So there was wrath upon him, upon Judah, and upon Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the Lord's wrath didn't come on them during Hezekiah's lifetime. There we end, day 189 and week 27.